Open source is embedded in every software application you touch today. It is impossible to build a large-scale application without it. The real question is, what's the story behind that component, application, or framework you just downloaded? Not the specs, not the functionality, the real story. Who wrote the code? What is their backstory? What led them to the open source community? From the Linux Foundation office in New York City, welcome to the untold stories of open source. Each week, we explore the people who are supporting open source projects, how they became involved with it, and the problems they faced along the way. In today's episode, we've included some short excerpts to give you a taste of what's to come. The first is with Priyanka Sharma, who describes a tipping point in the CNCF project. My personal opinion is that CNCF truly took off when we successfully brought all the cloud, all the major cloud providers to the table. That happened, I think, 2017, where you know um, Microsoft came along, IBM, Red Hat, and then uh, eventually, finally, Amazon came along. And I think suddenly you had all the cloud providers at the table, and that's a big deal. In Sarah Chip's episode, we explore why she broke away from Microsoft and moved to open source. And uh, jQuery, this is like vanilla JavaScript days. It was definitely tough. But I fell so in love with JavaScript and open source that I think it was a 2010, 2011, when I officially broke from Microsoft. I remember this really vividly because I wrote this blog post about how I won't work with Microsoft tools anymore because they're not open source. And I love JavaScript because it's open source. And then like six months later, they open source ASP.net. And I was like, all right, well, <laughs> it was great. See how much influence you have? Yeah, I did it. I did it. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Dan Crook from IBM and Call for Code talks about a road trip to his first open source conference. And um, I think one of the, the key seminal moments for me was, you know, having, you know, being independently learning those skills. Um, OSCON came to San Diego in 2002. I was living in New York City um, and I knew I wanted to go to do that event, open source convention. Unfortunately, I waited to the last minute to, to buy a plane ticket and realized how expensive they were. So I ended up driving from New York City to San Diego over the course of two and a half days. Thousand miles a day, I drove in a pickup truck with an automatic, uh, without cruise control. So yeah, I know attending OSCON in 2002. I mean, that was you know you see your your heroes there um, for having worked with technology for a couple of years, and that's where I met um, saw several IBMers too, and I realized that IBM was having a great impact in these open source community. One of my favorite episodes is when I talked with Patrick Dubois. DevOps and DevSecOps advisor, as he remembers when code was passed over the radio. Yeah, over the radio. Yeah, that uh, even earlier, I remember we had a, a radio show in Holland where they would, uh, for one hour, send out um, beeps 
so everybody could record the beeps and actually have software downloaded because we didn't have the distribution network here in Europe as we, you know, at that time and BBS, SBS, you know, but modems were expensive. Telephone was expensive, uh, but the radio served like a, a great purpose of distributing this. And then obviously your mom came in and ruined the whole download of the program <laughs> over the audio, but hey, it was fun times. These are just a few of the stories we've got lined up with plans for a new episode each week. The launch date for the series is June 20th, 2022 at Open Source Summit in Austin. If you like what you hear, think about joining our Untold Stories of Open Source GitHub project where you'll have access to resources from each episode and the ability to put in a pull request to suggest future stories. The first episode in the series is with Brian Bellendorf, GM of OpenSSF. Here's a preview of that show. Brian Bellendorf came from a science and technology background. In fact, his parents met at IBM, where his father was a COBOL programmer. During the 1980s, Brian was comfortable in front of a TRS-80 and a PC Junior doing basic programming and term reports. He didn't really consider a career in computing, Partly because, you know, COBOL programming in basements kind of looked about as exciting as accounting or, or, or you know, other, other, um, other kinds of endeavors. So I was thinking about physics or computer science, but, but actually um, when I arrived at Berkeley, one of the first things you got on freshman day, even in fall of 1991, was an email address. An email address? That was a revelation to Brian. I'd heard about that. I'd certainly seen BBSs. I wasn't a big BBSer growing up. I had a Prodigy account, but like, okay, cool. So you have this email address and at no friction, you can write to people on the other side of the planet, right? At no friction, you could um, not just use it for work and school, but use it for social pursuits as well. He quickly found his way onto Usenet and participation on mailing lists around the band REM or the record label 4AD. This eventually turned into a dedicated mailing list focused on the rave scene in San Francisco. Through setting up the mailing list, he stood up an FTP server with DJ sets, which eventually became a Gopher server, which eventually became a web server that was dedicated to electronic music and the electronic music scene in the Bay Area. And without any goal of like, you know, advertising, it wasn't any advertising at the time, but, but with the goal of just getting information out there. This was a time when you would only hear electronic music at certain events and not on the radio. Brian continued to go to school at UC Berkeley occasionally, but in January 1993, something else caught his attention. The first issue of Wired Magazine was published. That was an excerpt from my interview with Brian Bellendorf from the OpenSSF Project. The full episode is now available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, or search for The Untold Stories of Open Source wherever you listen to your podcasts. From the Linux Foundation offices in New York City, This is The Untold Stories of Open Source, 
I'm Mark Miller, executive producer. Thank you to the team at the Linux Foundation for making this show possible. This podcast is created with support from Melissa Schmidt, Chip Stewart, James McLeod, Jim Zemlin, Derek Weeks, and the entire team at the OpenSSF Project. We look forward to hearing your untold stories. Until then, see you next week.